and uh, they made me do it. Made me do it. Come beat them, join them. I'm still a Chiefs fan, but I'm going to support the Cardinals. So, Pastor, who's going to win the game? I don't know. It's up to God. Okay, let's just leave it there. Whoever prays the most, whoever teams praise the most, we'll see the victory. But uh, it's so good to be with you. And it's, uh, how many of you are happy that tennis season and golf season is over? And real sport is about to start. Amen. And so, so good to be with you on this Sunday. Uh, and, uh, you know, the reason I'm wearing this is uh, I want to encourage you, hey, we are worshipers. That's our first culture value. What does that mean? On Sunday, let's get to church. Let's get to church. Let's get to church early, and we can catch the game afterwards. Amen? And maybe if we don't miss church on a Sunday, maybe God will look down from heaven and smile, and the Cardinals will go to the Super Bowl. <laughs> now, if you're a Dallas fan, uh, Rich, I, I, I love you, brother. Maybe God will just smile on you this year. I don't know. <laughs> He's leaving. He's out. He's left the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you, man. We had such a good time at the men's breakfast yesterday, brother. I was at your table, but uh, I'm really hoping that you beat the Buccaneers. Any Buccaneers fans in the house? <laughs> hey, we have prayer tables located in the back, and after church, there's a team that's ready to meet with you. I'm just kidding. Oh, we can have fun. It's so good to be here. Hey, if you're a first responder, would you do us the honor? Would you just stand? We had a whole bunch of first service, but if you're here, first, any first responders in the house, would you stand? And um, just to remain standing for a second. We love you. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you for your service. Thank you for all you do, and uh, we just have a little something for you from us to say we love and appreciate you, and make sure anybody upstairs, we don't want to miss you. Online, we're grateful for you and uh, your service, and uh, I just want you to know from Yat Mountain Park Church, we love you, we appreciate you, we're praying for you, and we're grateful for what you do. You always run to the front lines. And so we want you to know in, in this world where there's so much criticism and negativity, we believe in you. We love you. And so we're here for you. Grateful for you. Let's give them a We're going to continue today our series, DNA, This Is Us. And uh, it's been a fun series talking about our vision, our mission Talking about three dispositions, meaning three places you're in, which is you're either yet mountain park, you're learning about Christianity, you're learning about Jesus, or you're living, that means you've grouped up, you've found a group, you've found a community here. We really believe at Mountain Park Church that you grow in groups. Yeah, on Sunday, you're getting, you know, you're getting me speaking to you, you're learning something, but growth really happens in the context of relationship. And so I'm so excited to see on Wednesday nights, we've got so many guys showing up and ladies groups and even kids groups. And there's groups Thursday morning, there's groups in homes. Yesterday, over 100 men got together. It was so amazing for breakfast. And ladies, October 1st, there's a woman's breakfast coming up. It's going to be amazing. But doing life, we're living, we're learning, but then we're living. And then our third phase is we want to get just leading. God, 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 how do you use it? How can I be a leader? You know, Matthew 28, the great commission, not the great omission, the great commission, Jesus says to us to what? Go into the world and make disciples. We're, we're to make disciples who make disciples 
Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes, and he says that God gave the fivefold ministry, evangelists, apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers. Why? To equip the saints, to equip the church for what? The ministry. That you called, you have a ministry, there's something on the inside of you, there's a gift that somebody needs and that we're not the love boat cruise ship, but we're a battleship that, you know, there's a battle going on right now for souls, a battle between light and darkness, good and evil, between God and the fallen angels and the, the devil doesn't care that you believe Jesus and that you're going to heaven, good for you, as long as you don't take nobody with you, as long as you're not light in darkness, He's lost you. That's okay. But our, our, our mission here is to what? To go and invite people, those outside, they don't know Jesus, to come in and realize that they have a role in God's story. Two weeks ago, we started talking about culture values, that, you know, culture eats strategy or vision for breakfast. That we can have great vision and great plans and all great systems and wonderful things. But if we're not becoming the, the people of God, if there aren't values here that, well, it's just going to be stuff that sticks on a wall. The culture is defining who, we, who do we want to be at Mountain Park? What do we want to be known for? You know, it's interesting because uh, when I go around places and, and people, they, they hear my accent and then we, I start a conversation and they're like, what do you do? I said, well, uh, you know, I'm the new lead pastor or senior pastor at Mountain Park Church. And they're like, oh, the big church on the corner of 10 and 202. The big church, the nice church there, the one with the light bulbs that glow in the dark. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's me. You know, and, and I appreciate that they know where we are, but I want people to say things like, man, you're the pastor of the church where they're worshipers? You're the pastor of the church that they're so gracious? That's what I want to hear people out there say, not you the guys with the building in the corner. We want to be known as a place that number, culture value number one, we are worshipers. In our lobby, you'll notice on the, on the top veranda area that we're putting them up there. We are, we, you belong here. Realize your role. We are worshipers. And last week we spoke about we are gracious that we receive this grace of God, this, this grace of God, God giving us what we don't deserve, salvation, forgiveness, relationship, his power, his strength, his word, his promises, they're all yes and amen in Christ Jesus is what the Bible says. God gives us this grace, this hope, this joy, this peace. And what are we to do? Just receive it? No. Like the good Samaritan, we're to go into the world with the broken and the hurting and the messy and the, the addicted and the, the, those that just, there's, there's no life in them. And we're to go out and say, hey, freely I've received this grace and love of God. Freely I'm giving it to you. I want to help you. I want to bring you to know Jesus. We are worshipers. We are gracious. Today, culture value number three I want to talk about is we are purposeful. We are purposeful. God wants us to live on purpose. In fact, our vision statement is what? Realizing your role in God's story. You have a role in God's story. You, God has a plan for your life. And so we, we're called to what? Live out the purpose and plans that God has for us. You know, in life, so many people wrestle with so many questions. And I think two questions when it comes to purpose that people wrestle with. The first one is this. Why am I here? Why am I here? Second one is, when, especially when you're a little bit more seasoned in life, what is the meaning of life? Right? What is the meaning of life? 
You know, when you're in your 20s or, or 18, 20s, 30, early 30s, you don't really care. You just go with the flow. Whatever will be, sarah, sarah, you know, it's just, you're just cruising through life. You're just like enjoying it. Don't worry, be happy, you know, just, that's the flow. But once you start getting to your 40s, or once you, once you hold your first kid, I remember the day I held Shay in my arms for the first time. It's like, you know, it's like, wow, you know, and then I had to lie because I'm like, you know, you're so beautiful. Yes, she is, but babies are not beautiful. Can we stop lying? When they're born, they just, they, you know, but I'm holding Shay and I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a responsibility now. Like, like I'm to be her dad. I'm to train her up in the ways of the Lord. I'm to be the role model. I mean, I'm supposed to set the standard so that one day when she's older and finding a guy that she's like, does he measure up to my dad? Come on, somebody. I, gotta, I mean, all this, was, all this is going through my mind when I'm holding my daughter for the first time. Because there's a whole new purpose to, God has a purpose for me for raising her up to know him. In life, what, why am I here, God? What is the meaning of, of life? Dr. Miles Monroe says this, the greatest tragedy in life is not death, but a life without purpose. In fact, you know what? The, the richest place, he says, Dr. Miles Monroe says this, the richest place on planet Earth is not the gold mines in my country I was born in, South Africa. It's not the gold mines. It's not the diamond fields. It's not the oil fields in, in the Middle East. Those are not the richest places on planet Earth. The richest places on planet Earth is the graveyards. Why? Because so many people never reach their dream, never reach their purpose, never reach so many dreams and purposes are buried in the sand. So many things were not invented or discovered. So people just gave up. I want to talk to you today about purpose. We're going to look at a great chapter, a great story in, about a man who thought he was living on purpose. But yet he encounters Jesus and his life is transformed. We're going to look at Zacchaeus in Luke chapter 19 verse 2. And Behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus who was a chief tax collector and he was rich. He sought to see who Jesus was, but could not because of the crowd, for he was of short stature. I like this guy. <laughs> and, so, and so he ran ahead and he climbed up into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was going to pass that way. So Zacchaeus hears about this Jesus and, and he's heard like about healings and miracles and everybody crowds are following and, and you know and so he's looked on Facebook and Instagram and you know Jesus has got a lot of followers and he's like man 15,000 followers and, and he's like who is this guy and I've got to get to know him and how come I don't know him and I don't see him in my circles I, I don't see him you know at the clubhouse I don't who is this Jesus and, and he begins to seek who he is and, and he's, he's a tax collector. He's, in his own eyes, he's a man of stature. He's a man that has kind of been serving, taking money from the Jews and giving it to the Romans, and he's taken some for himself. He's, he lives in the, you know, in, in the uppity uppity, and, and, he, and he drives the uppity uppity, and life is great for Zacchaeus. He's got everything. He's successful, and he's rich. But you know, on the inside, he's empty, and he's like, I hear about this Jesus. Who's this Jesus? And so as he comes across, there's a crowd, and he, he can't get to Jesus, but he says, I've got to just see. Let me just, let me just get on the outside and climb a tree and see him. 
And verse 5, and when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and he saw him and he said to him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down for today I must stay at your house. Can we just stop there for a second? I love this about Jesus. Because some of you, you feel like you're on the outside. Some of you feel today you're not worthy to come to church. If coming here today, you're like, if people know the stuff going on in my world, if they know my mistakes, if they know my story, I'm just not worthy to come to church. I'm not worthy to pray. I'm not worthy to open up the Bible. Um, you, you're on the outside. But guess what? Jesus is walking by, and he literally stops, and he looks up to the tree, and there's Zacchaeus. And he says to what? Zacchaeus, come down. i got to meet with you. I love that. It doesn't matter where you are in life, how jacked up life is, how much mistakes you've made, how many wrong things you've done. Let me tell you something. Jesus is still looking for you. That's the good news today. You see, Zacchaeus thought he was looking for Jesus. Jesus was looking for Zacchaeus. He calls him by his name. Come down quickly because today I'm going to stay at your house. So he made haste and he came down. And he re and received him joyfully. He's excited. But when they, the crowd, saw it, they all complained, saying, he has gone to be a guest with a man who is a sinner. You know, I pray that we never become a church that judges. When sinners come and messed up people come. I love how Pastor Robin Wood shared a couple of weeks in Pastor Don Doan, week one of the series, that Mountain Park was started as a place where broken people could come in with their mess, with their sin, with their shame, with their guilt, and they could walk into this place and find hope and find freedom and find deliverance and find, most of all, life. The crowd sees Zacchaeus coming down. Zacchaeus is excited to see Jesus, and they begin to gossip and talk. Oh, can you see him? Look at him. He's a sinner. Doesn't Jesus know who this is? This is like the worst of the worst. He's, why would Jesus go to his house? You know, I want to encourage some of you today. You know what I love about Zacchaeus? Right here, he has two options. Two, uh, the first option is he can listen to the crowd and the gossip and all the naysayers and all the people telling his story. All the people posting, you know, TikToking. Whoa, Zacchaeus, sinner. Look at him at Jesus. How Wow. It could have gone global. Everybody's like, yeah, he did this to me. He hurt me. Ooh, I know everything about Zacchaeus. He could have listened to that and said, you know what, Jesus, I'm out of here. He could have ran, but you know what he does? He does a second option. Jesus, I need you. I want to encourage some of you today, don't listen to the voices of your past. Don't listen to the voices of family members. Don't listen to all the people that keep shaming you and pointing out all your mistakes and all the junk in your life, my friend. Just come to Jesus because he knows it all and he still loves you. He knows it all and he still cares for you. He knows it all and he still chooses you. He knew it all when he hung on the cross. He hung on the cross for all your sins, my sins, and the whole of humanity's sin, shame. He knows it all and he still loves us Amen. but sometimes we just gotta dial out all the naysayers all the people well you're going to church Psh, wait till pastor charlton finds out about you now, let me tell you pastor charlton has his own story too he needed jesus as much as you do zacchaeus could have ran but he runs to jesus and then verse 8 zacchaeus stood and said to the lord look lord 
I give half of my goods to the poor, and if I've taken anything from anyone by false accusation, I restore fourfold. And Jesus said to him, what? Today salvation has come to this house because he also is the son of Abraham. For the son of man has come to seek and save that which was lost. Such a powerful statement here. Jesus said, I came to seek and save those who have lost are lost in life, those who have lost purpose, those that have lost the meaning of life, those that are down and out, those that are hurting, those whose lives are empty, I've come to find them and to restore them to relationship. You see, yes, Zacchaeus, a man, a tax collector, he is wealthy. He's got power and status. But on the inside, he's empty. He's seeking this Jesus. And it's so amazing because he, he humbles himself and he climbs down a tree. Everybody's talking bad about him and saying stuff about him. Psh, that is, oh, he's bad. Yeah, he robbed me too. You know, we should beat that guy up. I can't believe he's here. And he comes and he humbles himself. He dials it out and he comes to Jesus. And he says this, Jesus, I've encountered you. My life is transformed. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to Zacchaeus. And you know what Zacchaeus does? He says this. He says, everything that I've taken from people, I now, what do I do? I now give four times. And Jesus says something so powerful. He said, this Zacchaeus, he was what? He says, salvation has come because he also is a son of Abraham. So powerful. Because what Jesus was saying, son of Abraham, he was pointing to the Abrahamic covenant. The covenant God made with Abraham. We said in Genesis chapter 12, I will bless you and make your name great and you shall be a blessing. Yeah. You see, in Zacchaeus' life, he missed the purpose of God. Because Zacchaeus made it about what? Who can I steal from? Who can I rob? How can I build up myself? And Zacchaeus was what? He was a taker and he did not have a great name. We just read about the crowd. He's a sinner. He's a thief. He's a robber. That was not God's purpose for his life. You see, the purpose for Abraham's legacy and generation was I will bless you so that what? You're gonna receive my blessing so that you can what? Have a great name. Doesn't mean you're gonna be famous. It just means that people will say great things about you for my glory and then you're gonna what? Be a blessing. And he encounters Jesus, and, and Zacchaeus goes from being a taker, gimme, 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 my name is Jimmy, to what's he doing? Now he says, I'm going to return four times what I've taken. Now he becomes a blessing. He's looking for opportunities to give and bless others. He found his purpose. I want to give you today three truths for living out a purpose. Because I know some of you are going, okay, pastor, give me the five steps to finding purpose. You know, we can, find, we can chase off the purpose. We can read Buffett's books. I read them. We can read Branson's books. We can read leadership books, autobiographies on great athletes, and we can read all these things. But at the end of the day, how do we really discover true purpose? I want to give you three things today. Number one, true purpose cannot be found apart from God. True purpose, your true purpose cannot be found apart from God. Zacchaeus, it's interesting, God restored him. You know what, your name says so much about you. You know, my name is uh, Charlton, and if you're more seasoned in life, 
you're probably going to go, your mom named you after Charlton Heston. And I'd say, yeah, because he was good looking. <laughs> she liked him. She named me after Charlton Heston. But I once went to a conference where they did a breaking down names and your purpose, and they came back with the results, and they said, you know what your name Charlton actually means? The breakdown of your name, Charlton, in, in English, if you go and study, it means he who goes from city to city with good news. My mom didn't even know she was prophesying with my name. <laughs> that I'd become a pastor who's gone all over the world, preached in Japan, all over the world, countries, India, preached all over the world, the good news of Jesus Christ. Your name says so much about you. You know what the name Zacchaeus means? Zacchaeus' name means pure and righteous one. Pure and righteous. Was Zacchaeus pure and righteous before meeting Jesus? No. He was a thief. He was a schemer. He was a robber. He was, I want to grab whatever. But when he encounters Jesus, what happens? He steps into his purpose. I'm going to give back. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to help others. Whoever I've stolen from four times. You see, he steps into his name, pure and righteous one. He encountered Jesus. Jesus restored him to purpose. Let's look at Psalm 139, verse 13 to 16. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you, God, because I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works, God, are wonderful. I know them full well. My frame was not hidden from you. And when I was made in the secret place and when I was woven together in the depths of the earth, your eyes saw my unformed body. All the days ordained for me were written in your book, God, before one of them came to be. Wow. You know what this verse is saying to us? God created us. God thought about us. He knew us. He knew the times, the place he would be born. He wrote our purpose out before we even had a breath. He made us to be wonderful, awesome. He made us to reflect how awesome he is. And the question that we have to ask ourselves, and, and this is a big question today that you have to answer for yourself, for your own life as you begin to move into, I want purpose and I want to live on purpose and, and I want my life to count. The, the, the question that you have to ask yourself is this, am I the creation or am I the creator? Because there's so many people in life that are trying to create their own story. They're trying to do, I'm in charge, and I'm calling the shots. I'm driving the car of my life, and it's, it's all about me, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. No, my friend, the reality is if you want to find true purpose, you can't find it apart from God. You have to come to the realization that you are a creation, and He is the creator. He formed you. He knows the plans for you. And so the creation does what? It bows to the creator. And the creation seeks, why am I here, creator? Yes. What do you want to do with my life, creator? Yes. What have you written about me in your book, creator? Yes. Not, I'm in control. Well, God, I'm just going to give you Sunday. And maybe I'll slip in a devotion or a prayer or two. 
But I got it, God. See, Zacchaeus thought he had it until he encountered Jesus. Listen to Acts chapter 17, verse 28. For in him, in God, creator, we live and move and have our being, our purpose. It's all in him. Let's read that verse in the message translation from verse 24. For the God who made the world and everything in it, this master of sky and land, doesn't live in custom-made shrines or need the human race to run errands for him as if he can't take care of himself. He makes the creatures. The creatures don't make him. Starting from scratch, he made the entire human race and made the earth very hospitable with plenty of time and space for living so that we could seek after God and not grope around in the dark, but actually find him. He doesn't play hide and seek with us. He's not remote. He's near. We live and move in him. Can't get away from him. One of your poets said it well. We're the God created. Well, if we're the God created, it doesn't make a lot of sense to think we can hire a sculptor to chisel out of stone for us, make a God out of stone for us, does it? No. God in you, creator. I live as the creation. I move. I have my existence, my purpose, my being. You have numbered my days. You have written my story in your book. And so God, as I come to you, I don't come as, as, as one just seeking you to fix my problems. I'm seeking you to guide my life. Oh, creator, speak to me. I need you. See, the greatest shift you can make in your faith is when you come to God as sovereign God, as almighty God, as creator, as king, as shepherd, as Lord. Lead my life. I am the creation who wants to magnify you. True purpose cannot be found apart from God. The second truth is this. True purpose flows out of a relationship with God. For in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10, for we are his workmanship, his creation, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which he prepared beforehand so that we should what? Walk in them every day. God, you created me. You made, Lord, I'm created for good works, for a purpose, an assignment, God. There's more to life than just going, waking up and going to work. There's more, God. There's purpose, and I want to know what it is. And God, I want to walk in it. I want to walk in these things, God, because I want to honor you. Psalms 37, verse 23, the steps of a good man or a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And he, God, delights in his way. God begins to delight when we come to him as creation and say, God, as Jesus taught me to pray, I pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth, not just on planet earth, but in earth. We're made out of from the dust. God, in this vessel, this earth vessel, your kingdom come, your will be done. God, I want to honor you. I want to live for you. I want what you've written. I don't want to get to heaven. People ask me, when you get to heaven, Pastor Charlton, is there anything that you fear or concerned about? There's one thing. There's one thing that I do. Because in the Bible, in heaven, you will know all things. I don't want to get to heaven and realize I lived at 50% of my purpose and potential. 
I don't want to get to heaven and realize I missed out on so much. Why? Because I was playing creator. And I wasn't being the creation. I wasn't walking in my ordered steps. I was walking in my own steps. Zacchaeus was walking in his own steps. And Jesus said, come down, I need to meet with you. Jeremiah 29, verse 11 and 13, for I know the plans for you. The plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and to give you, and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. And then you will call on me and come and pray to me, and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek for me with what? All your heart. See, when we come to this, I'm not creator of my life. God's the creator. And I become creation and I position my heart like Zacchaeus. I climb down the tree and I run to Jesus. Yes, people can say all the junk I've done and all the sins and all those close to me can, can tell. But that's the old me. I'm running to Jesus. I'm a new creation. Old is gone. God says, I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you, to give you a hope and a future. Thirdly, true purpose has what? An eternal value. True purpose has an eternal value. You know, when you're 30 to, to, your, to your early 40s, it's all about success. It's about resumes. It's about jobs. It's about portfolios. You know, it's about all success, success, success. And then when you get to 45 or your late 40s and your 50s, all of a sudden you shift from thinking about success to legacy because you realize you're on the downward slope. Now it's not about how much more can I get. Now it's about what am I going to be remembered for? Will they talk about me when I'm gone? You know, uh, this week we saw the Queen of England passed. And it's interesting because so many people talk about the legacy and the legacy. But then I've read some articles where it talks about her faith in God. Her faith in God. Her faith in God. I don't know about you, but when, when my time on earth is done, I don't want them to say, man, he was a great preacher. Oh, man, you know what? He had a great accent. Man, I sure did like his hairstyle. <laughs> I want them to say, you know what? He loved Jesus. You see, I'm realizing in life that we can live for success, we can live for, le for legacy, but there's something so greater we can live for, eternity. Yes. Eternity. Matthew chapter 6, verse 33, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of God. And all the things in life, all the doors that need to be open, all the opportunities, all the needs, all the concerns you have, they're going to be taken care of. But if you do what? Seek First, the kingdom of God. What does that mean? Creation is seeking creator. I'm putting you first in my life, God, the center. I exist to create, to, 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 to honor you and to give you glory. You created me to worship you. You created mankind in the book of Genesis to honor you, to walk with you, to do life with you. You created us to be your reflection, light in darkness. God, I'm seeking you first. See, here's the reality. The book of James says, life is but a vapor. Our time on planet earth is what? Short. See, you were created not for earth. You were created for heaven. You were created. God, when he created you, was created you to spend eternity with him. That's why he made man, was to worship him and spend eternity with him. But we sinned. We began to play God in the book of Genesis. If you eat the fruit, you'll be like 
God. So sin does what? Sin makes us to have control and be God. But like Zacchaeus, we come to the place of, no, I was never created to be God. I was created to worship God, to seek God, to live for God, to honor God in everything I do. With my hands, God, how can I honor you? With my eyes, God, how can I honor you? With my ears, how can I honor you? With my words, how can I honor you, God? With my time, how can I honor you, God? With my finances, how can I honor you, God? God, with my marriage, how can I honor you, God? My singleness, how can I honor you, God? With my kids, how can I honor you, God? With my house that you blessed me with, how can I honor you, God? With the car that I drive, how can I honor you, God? With the job that you gave me, how can I honor you, God? I feel like I'm preaching to myself this morning. Come on. We're either going to play church or be the church. I know this is not comfortable, but I don't want you to one day stand before God and go, why did Pastor Charlton not tell me to press in? Why did Pastor Charlton not teach me that my role was to be the creation and not the creator? Why didn't he tell me the truth? Because I can preach nice little sermons that make you feel good about yourself. But you know what you're going to miss? You're going to miss what he has for you. I don't want you to miss. God has so much more. I just read it to you in, in Psalm right here that God, you knit me in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and I am one, you are wonderfully made, my friend. And let me just say, some of you are going, well, Pastor, you don't know my story. Uh, I don't know my dad. I don't know my mom. They got together in a club one night. Barry White was playing. Let's get it on. They got it on. And nine months later, boom, yeah, and I got a dog. I don't even know my parents. I, let me tell you something. You might not know your parents, but your heavenly father knows you. He knows your name. He knows your hairs on your head. Every tear you cry, Psalm says he catches. When you're sleeping, he's watching over you. Why? Because he created you. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Come for us to stop and say, God, true purpose is found when I come to you. True purpose is when I live out of you every day, God. True purpose has an eternal value. God, I'm chasing the things of this world. I want to chase your kingdom. Life on earth is but a vapor, my friend. You know what? We just saw a queen turn 96 years old and she died. You know what? 96 years old. Wow, that's a great life. In the sense of eternity, it's a dot. It's a dot, my friend. In the sense of eternity. Here, everybody lives for the dot. Your life is greater than a dot. You were created for heaven, not for earth, my friend. The creator made you to be his masterpiece, his reflection into a world that is lost and hurting. And all this because why? Because he loved you. Because you are his masterpiece. I don't know where you were in life today. I don't know what you're chasing after. But Jesus said in John chapter 10, verse 10, thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus said, I came to give you life. The word life there is zoe. Actually means I came to give you 
God creator life. Doesn't mean you're going to be God. It means when you come to this place of surrendering your life to God, your spirit man becomes alive. The God side of you becomes alive. The, you finally step into who he made you to be. And only he can forgive you of your sins. Only he can set you free. Only he can make you whole. Only he can redeem you. Only he can set you on the right path. Zacchaeus needed to encounter Jesus. But when he encountered Jesus, his life was transformed. When you encounter Jesus, the Zoe God life, God purpose is breathed into your life, my friend. So I don't know where you are today. Maybe today's the day for you, like Zacchaeus. I hear you calling God. I can't be the creator of my life. You call me to be your creation. I need you, creator. I need you, Father. I need you, God. I'm coming down my tree. I don't know what your tree today is. Maybe it's a tree of, sh of sin. Maybe it's a tree, a tree of shame. Maybe it's a tree of selfishness. Maybe it's a tree of pride. But here's the good news. If you're willing to just humble yourself and bow your heart and come to Jesus, he'll change your whole life. He'll transform it. So every eyes closed and head is bowed, I want to give you an opportunity this morning and online, including you. If you today just say, you know, Pastor Charlton, I, I really want to live out my true purpose. I want God in my life. I know that I'm playing God. I know that I'm in control. Yep, I've got the accolades. I've got the resumes. I've had the promotions. I've got all the successes, all the achievements. Got money in the bank. But on the inside, if I'm honest, I'm empty. On the inside, I'm not happy. Because the reality is you can only find joy, true joy, in Jesus. You can try and be a good person, but yes, the reality, the Bible says we've all sinned and missed the mark of God. What does that mean? There's none of us that could ever be good enough. We can't earn God's forgiveness. We don't deserve it. We just have to bow our hearts like Zacchaeus and say, Jesus, would you forgive me? Would you restore me to relationship? Creator, come into my life. See, Jesus stepped into the mess the messiness of Zacchaeus' life. And he gave him a message, message of salvation. God's ready to step into the messiness of your life. Would you come down your tree today? So every eyes closed and head is bowed, no one moving around. Today, if you just wanna say yes to Jesus, if you want him to forgive your sins, if you want him to be the Lord of your life, if you want him to be the shepherd that leads you, guides you, You want him to heal you of the, set you free of the sin and the shame and the guilt. You want to have a new beginning. That's what he does. But you've got to invite him into your life. Jesus gave the invitation to Zacchaeus, but Zacchaeus had to come down to Jesus. Maybe today he's, the invitation is here for you. Maybe it's time for you to open your heart to him. His eyes are closed and heads about online. I'm including you. If you say, Pastor, would you pray for me today? Would you just raise your hand really quickly? Say, yes, that's me. Beautiful. Thank you. Say, why raise your hand? Because you're raising your heart. You're raising your heart today to Jesus. You're saying, yeah, I am God, because he already knows. Beautiful. Hands going up everywhere. No one looking around. This is a holy moment. 
This is a moment where God is speaking to his people. He's just touching hearts right now like only he can do. Beautiful. Hands going up in the back. I see you. Beautiful. Online, I believe God's speaking to you as well right now. See how God loves us so much. He loves us so much. He runs after us. We can never run away from him. He never gives up on us. We give up on him. He never gives up on us. His mercy is on you every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Father, you've seen every hand. Every hand is a heart. Heart that's saying yes. Yes to the creator. A heart that's saying, here I am, Father. Show me my purpose. Guide my life. I'm created for your glory. It's not my glory, it's your glory. If you raised your hand in this room and online and everybody, I want everybody to pray this. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I thank you for this day. Forgive me of my sins. Wash my life clean. I ask you, Jesus, to be my Lord and Savior. And I'm choosing this day to follow you. I am the creation. You are the creator. I was created for your glory. Thank you today for making me your child, for choosing me, for loving me, for setting me free. I love you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Let's give them a hand this morning. Just remain seated for a few more minutes. If you said yes to Jesus, I'm going to ask you to do this. If you said yes to Jesus, if it's the first time, or maybe today you're just rededicating your life, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take your phone out really quick, and I want you to text yes to Jesus to the number 77411. Just yes, yes to Jesus. I said yes to Jesus to the number 77411. Our team will follow up. They'll pray with you. And uh, again, online, you can do that too. Yes to Jesus, to the number 77411. And uh, we would love to follow up and pray with you. So we get ready to give today of our tithes and our offerings. I want to read to you 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6, 7. So, but this I say, he who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly. And he who sows bountifully will reap bountifully. I believe Zacchaeus, when he went from taking to being a blessing, Gave four times more. I believe God blessed him. More came back to him. Listen to verse 7 though. So let each one give as he purposes in his heart. Not grudgingly or necessity. For God loves a cheerful giver. You know what this says to me? God loves it when people give on purpose. God loves it when people say, you know what God? You're God. Everything I have is yours. And I'm going to give on purpose. I'm giving today because I'm worshiping you with what you've blessed me with. You have blessed me with so much, God. I have a job, I have a house, I have a healthy family. God, you have blessed me. And all I'm doing is giving back to you. People ask me, Pastor, why do you tithe? Why do you take 10% of, of your salary and give it back to God? Because it's about a number? No. It's the first fruits. And the Bible talks about first fruits. I love to take the first and say, you know what, God? You've blessed me so much. I just want to give back to you. I want to worship you. It's yours. So I want to encourage you today with your giving. It's different ways to give. You can text to give. You can get an envelope in the back and give. You can go online and create an account and give. But when we give, 
Let's not hold on to it so tight. Oh my gosh, I'm holding on so tight. No, God, I just wanna worship you. I wanna worship you with my finances, my time, my life, everything. I wanna worship you, amen. Father, bless the seed that is given, the seed that is sown here and online today. May it be used for your glory in Jesus' name, amen.